0: All right, hello everybody, and welcome to an emergency podcast for the Crispy Sports Corner. I am your host, Chris Platy, and bringing alongside me this time is RJ and Ben, my good friends. Guys, how you doing?
1: doing uh, good, I am fantastic. Are how are you?
0: All right, doing good, doing good. Now, look, we are recording this about twenty minutes after the conclusion of the of Game Five between Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Golden State Warriors won it one twenty to one eleven. In a thrilling game, uh, Curry played great. Guys, give me your overall takeaway. Either one of you jump in first and give me your takeaways from the game.
1: I'll go first. Um, I don't know. I, I pretty much just think this game was expected coming back home. I don't think there was really any way the Warriors were going to come and lose three in a row and then especially one in Golden State. So it was pretty much expected. Game six is going to be the game really to look forward
2: to. Yeah,
0: we were talking about that before we got on air, that game six is really going to be the deciding game. Um, we we all kind of have our thoughts on whether how far this series can go. We'll get to that later. But, Ben, give me something. It can be like a matchup. It could be anything you've seen that you kind of took away from this game. Maybe some adjustment that OKC made or that Golden State made. Um,
2: I really felt like Andrew Boga finally came to play. I agree, that's huge. I think that's what really brought them back, and if you can keep that going around the series, then they're definitely a team that can definitely win the championships, that's for sure.
0: No, I agree. Uh, Bogut was a big thing. I was talking about this before the podcast um, with you guys and with other people, even before the game, that Bogut has been a no-show this whole series. In fact, before RJ got here, when we were watching the game, Ben, I was talking about how bad Bogut's looked those last couple games and how he looked like a stiff out there (laughs) like like he just looked like a 7 foot stiff and just wasn't moving, wasn't getting rebounds and that was the big thing to me is I gotta look up the stats, I have the stats in front of me Um, ok, OKC and Golden State tied in the rebounding category which is huge I know it doesn't sound like a lot but OKC throughout this entire series especially the games that they've been winning have worked the, the Warriors on the glass and they have just gotten rebound after rebound and the way they're able to do that is through Westbrook being a, one of the greatest rebounding guards maybe we've ever seen and Andre Robertson he's he's not hitting the three consistently but even when he's not hitting the three you could still leave him out there because of his defense and his ability to crash the glass and Bogut just wasn't agile enough to get the rebounds but Today he did well. He rebounded the ball well. He did some he did some some major things actually um uh, in terms of offensively he orchestrated the offense very well. My big takeaway guys though was Draymond Green finally showed up. These last two games he's been mm-hmm. kind of a no-show, but today he really showed up. Um mm-hmm. let me pull up his stat line. So he had
2: And even looking at these stats um the Thunder's bench did not come here to play. Deion Waiters played 27 minutes, and he scored zero points. Their whole bench together scored 13 points, while the Warriors bench came with 30 points. That's and a, that's only a, lost by nine points, which is saying a lot, but yeah. at the same time, like he said, Game 6 is definitely going to be the deciding factor. I mean, the bench has to step up and play, and they can really do that, and they can win Game 6. I agree. I still well, believe the Warriors are going to be the team that are going to actually come through and win the whole thing, but...
0: Alright, well, let's save that for the end. Let's get into that at the end. Let's just kind of talk about the game a little bit more. Guys, uh, Draymond Green was, like I said, he was was playing great tonight. He had 13 rebounds, he had 4 blocks, 4 assists, a steal, and he matched it all with only 11 points, but he shot 4 of 10 from the field, so... Guys, he, he played very well. He got a lot of timely blocks, and mm-hmm. also um, he was just very efficient. The one thing that worries me, though, is that he has not, throughout this entire playoffs, he has not found his three-point rhythm yet. Uh, RJ, do you have anything you want to add to um, what the Warriors did differently? What do you, you think they did differently in this game?
1: Um, this game, pretty much like you said, it was the rebounds. They've been getting dominated on the glass, and I mean that – that obviously comes from the Thunder being absolutely humongous and then the Warriors playing small ball. But when Bogut comes out and gets 14 and then Draymond gets 13, like that, that that helps more than you would think than it does against this Oklahoma City team. So that's something that I think really helped them out. Um, yeah, I mean, the bench and the rebounds pretty much stand out the most for me about this okay. game.
0: Yeah, let's hit on the bench. Ben was the first to bring it up. Uh, let's talk about the bench. So you said the Warriors outscored the Thunder bench. What was it? it uh, was thirty. I
2: want to say thirteen to thirty.
0: Thirteen to thirty. Yeah. So that's a huge advantage there. Um,
2: Deion Waiters. I don't. I was never a big fan of Deion Waiters. I'll be honest. With you. Yeah. Got drafted. He, been, he was. just a bust his entire career. And twenty played twenty-seven points, scored zero points.
0: Played 27 minutes, zero 27 points. 27 minutes, I'm yeah. sorry.
2: Scored zero points. Didn't do anything. He had one turnover. He had four assists and four rebounds, but that really doesn't help them out that much. I mean, 0 for 4 from the line, 1, 0 for 1 from the three-point line, nothing... really jumps out at me other than the 27 minutes that he got and he couldn't produce at all if he just produced a little bit i think the game could have won a different way i mean
0: no i agree because he's kind of been the x factor for them in both the spurs series too he he played well he moved the ball and when he was moving the ball and not just uh Mm -hmm. being a ball stopper and shooting i think that uh the thunder played much better But let's talk about the Warriors bench for a minute. Most fates. Oh my God! Yes, guys. Let's talk about (laughs) Most fates. He had 14 points, so 4 of 7 from the field. He hit his only three-point attempt, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. I believe uh, this doesn't show up on the box score, but I'm almost positive he had two and ones in the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just. And he only played
2: nine minutes. He was
0: just a problem for the Thunder, and
1: And that's something that they're gonna. they're going to have to continue with these next two games because they can't just leave it all up to the that starting five. The bench for the Warriors need to continue to play big if they want to have any shot because right now the guys that have been coming off the bench for the Thunder have been stepping up more, I think, than the Warriors bench has, so and
2: that's really unusual. Usually, so the way yeah. around yeah. you see the Warriors bench come. Yeah, ready. this
0: Warriors bench has been struggling all series um everyone it's it Spates even had had a few moments in game four there too, uh, but outside of him, they, they haven't really gotten. Festus Azili struggled. Everyone everyone on the bench has really struggled. Shaw Livingston, but uh, before we before we move on, I wanted to talk quickly about the Splash Brothers because they played pretty well tonight too. Curry had thirty one points. Klay Thompson had twenty seven. Uh, Curry shot nine of twenty from the field, while Klay Thompson shot eight of twenty one. Uh, not great numbers, but both uh, Clay Thompson was nine of ten from the free throw line, and Curry was ten of ten. So between the two of them, they were nineteen for twenty from the free throw line. Uh, they they rebounded the ball well. Curry made some good passes, and guys, how Curry seems to be moving fine. How much uh, how much stock are you buying into the fact that Curry's still playing hurt, or do you think he's actually? He's healthy, and he's I, fine. I, I
1: think he's healthy. I think it was just when it happened, maybe he tweaked it. But, I mean, you can't really use that as an excuse mm-hmm. because the game after he came back off that injury, he scored 40. So, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's yeah, still seven, not affecting
2: 17 him. 17 in, in overtime? Yeah. Yeah, you can't use that as an excuse. After if anything, he might have tweaked it a little bit in the game here and there, but I don't think that was the reason why he... He yeah, I, th- I think they just didn't perform just because i think it's rust night. yeah, yeah. It i think it's i think it's a
0: combination night. of just off night and rust uh oh, yeah rust yeah, has been kind cold. of a problem for him but yeah to his credit though he's not the one that's saying he's injured it's the not media's sure. reporting it, sure. it and its sources both him and coach kerr have denied it but uh guys let's move on to the thunder and we'll talk about We'll talk about Kevin Durant specifically. Went off. He had forty points in this game. I think and that was a quiet forty. I think I, I, I I so too. I was about to say that. Yeah. I didn't
2: even see him. I was just about to say I didn't even see him. Didn't feel like he even dropped forty that game. Yeah, I feel he, like he didn't do anything. I feel like Russell Westbrook did a lot more than uh, Durant did. But
0: yeah, he shot around. He shot around thirty um, percent from the field. He shot uh, about thirty-five percent, twelve of thirty-one from the field. Uh, 3 of 11 from downtown, but 13 of 13 from the free throw line. That was huge.
2: It means he's just playing aggressive, which is how he always has to play. I mean,
0: Yeah, and that... some nights, you know, like, like Curry wasn't hitting in, in a mm-hmm. few games, and now this was the game when Durant, it sounds crazy to say he wasn't hitting after dropping 40, but 13 of his points came from the free throw line, and he shot 12 of 31, so it's not like he really dominated mm-hmm. the game in terms of that. In terms of efficiently scoring, and Westbrook had, I thought, also a quiet thirty-one for him too. Yeah. I really don't remember him scoring much over over twenty. Mm-mm. Like it didn't seem like if you had to ask me before we jumped on the podcast how much you thought but he then scored. Most
1: of those points also came yeah. from free throws too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the stars got to the line a lot, looking back, because Clay and Curry shot nineteen of twenty, and Durant shot thirteen free throws, and Westbrook shot nine. So both the stars getting, uh, both the stars of both teams getting to the line a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, like we said, that the role players were really the difference. The role players and specifically the bench guys stepped up, and guys stepped up for the Warriors. And look, guys didn't step up for the Thunder. Like you said, Deion Waiters, the biggest no-show, twenty-six minutes, zero points, 0 of four. Uh, Randy Foy, you can't really expect much out of him. Cantor only had one point. Uh, didn't do much at all. Didn't even rebound the ball well. Only had two two rebounds. Only played six minutes. So it seems like OKC is starting to go small, which I don't know if that's the best bet because yeah, I when I
1: think that'd be a great idea. Because yeah, because
0: when they went big, they were they were doing well. Boards. They were dominating the glass. So I don't know, guys. Do you think? What do you think OKC should do differently in Game Six?
2: I think Sergio Ibaka needs to come and show up and play next game. I think. He only had eight rebounds the whole game, compared to Draymond Green's thirteen. A guy like that, he's what about six? Say about six ten, six eleven. Yeah, he's about six ten. I believe. He's, usually, he's a lot more aggressive on the boards than tonight, and he just played kind of soft to me. He needs to be more of a mm-hmm. download present. I mean, you got to understand yeah, he... playing small ball small ball against big ball.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and
2: I on paper that seems like big ball would always usually win, but. To, uh, nights like this, I mean, looking at the forty minutes, only had eight rebounds, I and mean, this
0: is how a, many threes did he shots. shoot? Because it seemed like he was he, he was shot, hanging he on shot the crew.
2: Three for five from the three point
0: line. Okay, so, so he, he shot he, he yeah, shot but well, but he hanged out a lot there. he should play in the paint. You're a big yeah.
2: man. You need to go down there and mm-hmm. rebound the ball. Play Honestly,
1: defense. I don't think. I mean, I think the Thunder don't really need to really change much up. They've been playing fantastic yeah, all series, but and. I mean, obviously, you come in the, to go like, the Oracle Arena, you're not really going to win that many there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you got 40 from Durant 31. Like, you can't really ask for much more except out except of maybe waiters. Yeah, I but, I mean, honestly, they don't really need to change much up. They just need to stay aggressive and keep the intensity and keep the scoring up going into game six <laughs> if they want to have a chance of saving keeping that lead over the Warriors. Yeah, the I mean season. I think it's
0: fair to point out that even if Durant had an uh, had an average shooting night, that this might have been it was only a 9-point game if Durant had an average shooting night, then who knows, maybe this this is a OKC win.
1: I'll tell you what though, if the Warriors want to keep their hopes alive, they cannot allow Durant and mm-hmm. Westbrook to go for 30 and 40. Yeah. Especially in Oklahoma City because that it's a recipe for disaster. They got lucky tonight, but I don't know how lucky they'll be in OKC. I know,
0: and What's it's that? crazy to think that we're calling a team 73-9 and nine lucky. Like, <laughs> for real. It's, it's crazy how the tides have turned. Mm-hmm. Um, I predicted yeah, that. Nobody
2: would ever predict that. They I predicted
0: in Warriors in five. Yeah. All right, guys, be bold and be honest now. What did you guys predict before the series started?
2: i will say about five, six games tops. Five I, six games Warriors. Warriors.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I had it five Warriors, possibly six, but I had right Spurs now it's Spurs playing them
2: in the Western Conference. I didn't think <laughs> yeah, I I'll I did be too. Honest. I was surprised that OKC won that game.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I had Spurs in five over the Thunder, so <laughs> yeah. I look real bad right now. But anyways, congratulations to Thunder. They are they have a chance now to close it out game six at home. We talked about kind of what the, what the Thunder have to do differently. You spoke of, I spoke of more efficient shooting from Durant. You said overall, in general, just the role players and bench need to step up. Um, one guy who was also kind of MIA is uh, well, Cantor. I alluded to earlier. Morrow actually gave them a nice presence off the bench. I thought he was a one lone spot. Mm-hmm. He kind of came in out of nowhere. I believe it was he. He just pulled the... Coach Donovan pulled Deion Waiters because he was struggling and and Morrow went look, he, he went four for four from the field, two of two from the three point line with ten points in only seven minutes. Played pretty well. Yeah. Uh guys, what do you think that the Warriors need to do now to keep the momentum going? Do you think it's do you think the importance is Curry and Thompson, or do you think it's more so focusing on the supporting cast?
1: I think it's Curry and Thompson. Right now, at this point, they they need to be the players that they've been all year. I mean, obviously, they haven't been during the series, and that's why they've drastically gone down. Honestly, I think it's up to Curry and Thompson to lead this team all the way through, because I mean you can't you can't be down 3 what 2 now and then expect your bench to come and win it for you. It's got it's got to be from your star players, Curry, Thompson, they got to keep it up. Mm-hmm. They got to go to Oklahoma City and keep up the high play because when they're playing good, everybody else is playing good. So, if they're playing good, then the bench will be right there with them and I think that's a recipe for a win for the for the Warriors.
0: Yeah, and I want to say that with when Curry and Thompson get it going, we we pointed this out in the when we were watching the game is we all talked about how these cuts were really killing mm-hmm. the thunder. And that's because the cuts were so successful because they were currying, and, curry and clay were clay. Wasn't hitting too well from three. He only shot two of nine from three and curry only three of eight, but the presence was there. They were hitting the timely threes yeah. and the rhythm was there. So the fear, OKC feared clay and curry going off from the three point line. And Clay had man, I can't even count how many beautiful cuts he yeah. had to the basket, <laughs> where he got where he got a layup or a nice floater or yeah. just a nice little mid range. Those cuts were messing the Thunder up. Yeah, and that's something they gotta easy, fix.
1: That, that was part of the reason why they got to the line so much, because mm-hmm. they get caught off guard with the cut and then they catch the ball in the paint, go up and had to one get the foul. late foul. Yep. Yeah, so I mean that's what really got them to the line, and I think that's what they need to continue to do if they want to. Keep winning is yeah. get to the line, knock down the shots. They're opposed to hitting like they're used to hitting, and I,
0: I thought there was more. Hard. And this sounds so basic, but I thought there was more energy in their in their cuts and in their just their offense in general. I felt that, like yeah, there was more mo- they were motion.
2: They they had no other choice. I mean, it was win or go home, today. right? So this was something nice mm-hmm. to see. I feel like as well as they played tonight. I feel like I see them play a lot better
0: oh, I agree. on certain
2: nights. And I feel like this is a game that just kind of gets them back in the groove. I think game six is the game that we're really going to see them at their full force because that's the game that they need to win. I feel like, we talked about this earlier, but I really feel like this is the game that's going to make it or break it. If they yeah. win this game, they're going to win game seven. Knowing the Thunder, Thunder just the type of team that they just break down at the end. Like They're not... They don't close out well. Mm-hmm. They just get frustrated really easy. And with Kevin Durant and I feel like with Russell Westbrook, when you we have two superstars like that, sometimes maybe points and all that um, stuff. Yeah, and all when... that stuff that comes with it just kind of inflicts with team chemistry a little mm-hmm. bit, I feel like. And if they get to game six, game seven is if any team can do it, it's the Warriors and they're the ones that can All right.
0: Let's let's get into that because Ben, all right, you already stated you feel that well, well, I'll get back to you on on your prediction, uh, on your official prediction. But you kind of gave your ideas already in terms mm-hmm. of that, guys. Game six is obviously it's must win for the Warriors. They can't lose. They can't lose Game six and still win the series. It's over for them. So they do have to win it. But I gotta, I gotta ask, how much of a shot do you guys give them to actually win Game six? Because OKC has been destroying them. I'll in,
1: tell you what because every time they've gone to Oklahoma City it's been at the end of the first half where they've just absolutely blown it for themselves mm-hmm. and end up getting blown out by 40 if they can if they can keep up the play from the beginning of the the game to that first half the warriors always come out second so half strong and they always have and they always will so if they can as long as they keep it close in Oklahoma City i see no problem with them coming out with a, a w
0: no, that's a good point because I'd have to look up the stats for the other other games, but I know Game Four specifically that the Warriors out- actually outscored the Thunder in the second half. So they have at least, for, to my knowledge, in three of the four in three of the five games, gotten the better of OKC in the second half. Yeah. So I, I agree, the second half is huge, or the first half is huge and very telling. Now whether whether OKC will pull out. I, I do expect that the bench is going to be a lot better because there's the theory, and I'm sure you guys have heard this thousands of times, not only playing, not only watching basketball, but as you guys have played basketball, that role players tend to play better at home. Yeah. They feel safer in the environment and the energy of the crowd and all of that. So I do expect, I do expect the bench to play better yeah. for OKC, but I wonder if... The Warriors bench can keep up dimension. the good performance because now they'll be the team on the road versus the team at home. And so I think th- the I think Warriors, that's the, key. the
1: Warriors bench is filled with veterans. So I mean, mm. I don't I don't know yeah. if that'll phase them too much because they're used to it. They've won numerous amounts of games on the road this year, right? Hence the seventy three wins. So I mean, yeah. it shouldn't be too hard to match. It's all up a que- it's really a question of if. The Thunder bench can perform how they should and they're supposed to in the in the next game. Honestly, because they're pretty young, Morrow um, and Waiters and Foy are pretty much their scoring threats off the bench. And I mean,
0: two of those three aren't haven't yeah, really yeah, been relevant. Exactly. So, so I
1: mean, it's up to Waiters. I mean,
0: Waiters is going to be huge yeah, in this game. He, he's he's going to have to
1: have to come up huge. And you just, I mean. Durant and Westbrook Westbrook are going to score their points. You know that they they're the scoring option. The best way to do it is to control it though. You have to control it because they they're they're capable of going off and just at, not stopping. Like yeah. so they mm-hmm. need to control it. And I mean, like I said, if they can if they can keep it close at the end of the first half going into the second half, there's not I don't think there's one team that can go back and forth with the Warriors. So as long as the Warriors can keep it close, I think they can score as many points as they need to to get the W.
0: I I agree. Um the bench is going to be huge. The rebounding which we talked about is yeah. also going to be huge. They got to step up. Yeah. Uh Bogut's got to play. That's another thing that concerns me if you're the Warriors is Bogut's durability. And look, I know he's been quote injury prone for like 8 years now. <laughs> and you know, he's he's like a his body's like a like a porcelain doll like it's ready to crack <laughs> at any moment, but that that's the thing that scares me is he had a good performance like we said in, in this game. You wonder how many times he could play back to back good performances, and I think either him or Zili have to be on fire. Yeah, one of those like, two.
1: How we were talking earlier, we were saying Bogut was the reason they won the championship last yeah. year. Like he's a big, more of a factor than people think. Like mm-hmm. when he's doing good, you know the team. The team too. is doing good. Right. And 14 to 15 is fantastic numbers for Bogut. So I mean. Boga needs to keep grabbing rebounds, he needs to keep blocking shots, and he needs to keep getting these good looks for uh, Curry and Thompson. Those alley-oops and those
0: little floaters, offensive rebound tap-ins. I mean, that's how he gets all of his points. Uh, Guys, so give me your official predictions now for Game 6. Ben, I'll start with you. What happens? Warriors win, or do the Thunder wrap it up at home and secure a trip to the finals?
2: I see the Warriors winning it in Game 6. Wow. Only because we were talking about this a couple of days ago when, we, when they uh, went down 3-1. to one. If there's any team that can do it, it's the Warriors. I don't see any other team that would be able to come back from a deficit like that and win. Game 6 is a deciding factor just because once if they do win Game 6, that's a... That's gonna be more of a moral victory than anything, but it's a moral defeat for the Thunder if they can't come back. Like, they can win Game Seven. On paper, they can't win Game Seven, but I just don't see them doing it. I just, yeah, you know, they're see, a young team. I feel like they're just gonna crumble after that, and then whatever happens in the off season happens in the off season. But I don't really see them winning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you you make a fair point. Like the Thunder have crumbled before, uh, like they did in the finals. That was many years ago. But again...
2: They, they were young back then. And they, made, and, and it, they are... Yeah.
0: They're and, not now, but how much more experience do they really have? Because they, yeah, every like, year, the last three years, since they made it to the finals, the last three four years, somebody's been injured. One year it was Westbrook. Another year it was Durant. Then another year it was Westbrook. Then another year it was Durant. And they missed the playoffs. I'm
2: saying, this is if this, they're going to do it, if they're going to win a championship, this is their year. I, this is their year. If they can't do it this year, if they can't close out Game 6... Against the Warriors, well, then something needs to happen in the offseason because you can't keep going to the Western Conference finals and losing, going to the finals, getting swept. It just, Mm -hmm. you you know, time's not on your side. Granted, they're not old, but sooner or later, you, you catch yourself doing the same exact thing every year and. Kevin Durant's going to be like and then They're, 33, they're this generation stocked in the and then, it's, anymore, yeah. and then you know, that's it. Like, you, yeah. Good you team, never get that. that happen done. now or never. You either change your location do something because <laughs> I'm telling you, they came close a lot of times. Every year they're the one team that always seems to come up short and if they can't do it this year, well, I don't know. Just If I was them, I'd just be like, you know what? you do great. some serious thinking. Yeah, like I, I'd have to make a change, something, because you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. I mean,
0: I agree. I am going Warriors in 6 or Warriors in 7. I believe Warriors are going to win game 6 and I'm going down with the ship. I just 73 and 9 like <laughs> dude, I'm not going to bet against that. I don't care what the odds are. Like I'm not going to bet against a team that was 73 and 9 and was looking amazing all throughout the year and all of a sudden now they face a little adversity and people are people are questioning them. I'm not going to jump off the ship yet. I've been wrong so many times this playoffs that, you know what? <laughs> What's one more time going to be? If, if I Let's put it this way. If I'm the only one that believes in the Warriors or one of the only people, and I'm right, then that corrects all my previous mistakes. <laughs> so I'm going down with the ship, Warriors and 7, for the same reasons Ben said. I think Game 6 is a close one. I think it's the most important. They're going to duke it out, and OKC's going to— or sorry, Golden State's going to find a way to win. And then Game 7— is going to be Game 7 in Oracle, and that's Advantage Warriors. RJ, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Man, it's hard It's hard to say that the Thunder are going to lose Game 6 at home just because of how they've been playing at home. They've been blowing the Warriors out the water, but me being the Warriors fan, I am. <laughs> I can never let myself say that the, the Warriors will lose because... they they always find a way. Steph Curry is Steph Curry, and he'll find a way. And I'll tell you one thing. Like you said, if they go to Game 7, there's no way. And I'll be willing to bet anybody any amount of money that they lose in Game 7 because that's just something that doesn't happen. The Warriors losing in Oracle. It just don't happen. Like, yeah, it's but not. But they lose like one or two games there this year.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was it was two in the regular season and they lost I think I believe two in the playoffs. Yeah. I think yeah. one one to Portland. none
1: were game sevens, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None were game
0: sevens in Oracle, yeah. exactly. Alright guys, so the panel agrees that Golden State Warriors are still alive and they're going to not only win game six but win the series. Mm-hmm. Guys, it was a pleasure having you on, both first-time guests of Crispy Sports Corner. RJ, I know you got some stuff you want to plug before we get out of here, so go ahead and take the mic over. I,
1: I do. I want to tell everybody to be on the lookout for me and my boy Quentin's clothing brand coming out, hopefully by the fall. It's called Anti. Look out for it. It'll be nice. Also, go check out some of my boys' music. Um, the mirrors go check out his song Drea. Uh, my boy Colin, check out his song uh, Pull Off, and my boy Josh Munn, his new song Eighth. Go check those out. Local artists go support, yes, so just be on the lookout for go all support
0: that. your local artists. And Josh Munn is my boy. Shout out to Josh <laughs> yeah. Munn. Shout out to Josh, Shout out Josh, to to Josh Munn, he is my boy. I gotta have him on. We've been talking about having him on the podcast for a long time. Uh, It hasn't worked out yet, but it's definitely going to one day. We're going to make it happen, whether it's on a basketball or a hip-hop podcast. And for the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Crispy1132, and that's where you will find a link in my biography to all my podcasts. I do not only NBA podcasts, which are called Crispy Sports Corner, but a series yet to be named, so I'm taking suggestions for a hip-hop music podcast series. Got a lot of fun stuff on there. My latest upload was a chance, um, chance review of the mixtape Coloring Book. It was very good with David Papke and Will Wade, some friends of the show. And I look to continue to crank out more material for both. Until then, RJ, what's your Twitter handle so you can uh, so you can give it away and uh, show up all those things you got, I got planned?
1: you. Follow your boy. I think it's just rec- I think it's just my name. It's RJ underscore Van. R J V A N N, go follow
0: your boy. Go follow your boy, and through Check there, out some of that stuff. That yes, you will about. find you will find links to Demiris' SoundCloud, to Collins and Josh Munns, and also your clothing lines. Stay on the lookout for that. Until next time, R J Ben, you guys take care.